All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. We, we finally have been doing what we said we would want to do for a very long time now. I mean, I want to say this is most likely 10 years in the making, and it just took a, a pandemic, a vacation, and, you know, a long, hell of a good night to finally say, you know, we're finally going to do this. We're going to do a podcast. And that's that's what it came down to. Welcome, everybody. This is Estabro TV. I am Estabro, and my counterpart across the airwaves all the way in New York is TV. Say hello to the people, TV. TV checking in here in the great white north, great state of New York. We're checking in, and we're finally doing this, Matt, 10 years later. About Empire, fucking time. Empire state of mind, straight up and down. And we have our producer on the line is young Jaime. Jaime, check in. Not to be confused with Jamie from the JRE, but yes, I'm here bringing great content with Matt and Theo. JRE, we don't want to get sued. We worship you. Please don't demonetize us. Thank you. Please don't sue us, Joe. We'll trademark it. We promise. <laughs> uh, so this show is definitely going to be um, based on, you know, what me and TV have always, you know, talked about between sports, our guilty pleasures with nerd culture, which goes any way from video games, anime, pop culture of movies, you name it. Um, me and TV have also worked a lot uh, in food and restaurants, and we are find ourselves some very heavy cooks in the house, especially from cuisines of all over the damn place. We're also going to have a lot of funny things for you to laugh at. That is to be featured uh, in episodes down the road. And so we're going to start this by saying uh, how everybody's week was. How was your week, TV? A good week. Uh, I'm a real estate agent here in New York, and real estate has been booming up here ever since the pandemic, uh, at least since the pandemic allowed us to start working again. And uh, might be getting shut down here again soon. That's not the best thing in the world, but just trying to get on with it every day and keep find, helping find, help find people their dreams homes. I, kept, I keep shaking your leg every time where I'm figuring out the process of what's happening on my end, closing my first home here in uh, Sunshine, Florida, which I know that you are prone to get back here as soon as possible so we can make this show a lot more uh, visual for our listening audience, if it ever exists, or when it will ever exist, is the better question. So we're supposed to be closing between the end of this month, beginning of next month, hopefully asking for Santa to give me a house for Christmas. It's just beginning to be part of the hair pulling process. So, well, buying a house is never an easy process, as I can tell you. You know, buying a house isn't easy, it's stressful, but it's all worth it in the end. Don't worry. I know if you are a good boy this year, Santa will bring you what you asked for, and hopefully, he does. What are you kidding? It's me. I'm yeah, not... so you're probably not getting it. No, no, probably not. You'll probably end up being homeless. So, real quick, we're just going to start the GoFundMe for, uh, me to find a place or not be homeless. That's pretty link good plug, right? Link right? in the description. Link in the description. Yeah, we'll start the Patreon for that. Oh boy. Hi, anyway, down TV. Point down, link in the description. But yeah, no, my my, my, week, my week was good. I uh, you know had a nice weekend and uh, now we're here doing the first show ever. It's awesome, man. Glad to be oh, here. You had, a, you had a nice weekend. I had a great weekend. Yeah. How was your weekend? It was pretty good. So how oh, was cool? How was Philly? What, uh, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm not sure. The Eagles All right, well, I lost to the Giants. The Eagles. I had money on the Eagles, too, and they lost. You believe that? And I just happened to be might be oh, I might have been I might have been in the state of, the state of Pennsylvania on Sunday. That 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 that's you know I yeah. might have uh, hypothetically speaking, of course. Hypothetically. But enough. Yeah, no, you might have caught me there. I uh, met a young woman on the internet, which is, you know, how you meet people during quarantine these days. I don't know. 
it's a it's a funny thing, but uh, I met a lovely young woman who's going to school in Philly, and I uh, went down and saw her this weekend. It was a, it was a good time. You know, showed me around the city. We uh, went to dinner one night, got cheesesteaks, and ate on the Rocky Steps. It was uh, it was a good time. It was a, definitely a fun time. The city of brotherly love did me right. Might uh, might go back again. We'll just, see. Re- just reiterate. Just reiterate. You did go to Philadelphia to I did. a lovely woman that you met on I, the internet and did not run to the consequences that your sister and your mother were saying were going to happen to you, i.e. probably getting castrated or your organs sold to the black market. Because- well, you know, it is, it is 2020 and some, some crazy shit does go down in 2020, as we all know. So... You pay for medical I mean, school, man. You're nursing. <laughs> um, yeah, You're my uh, l- let's let's just say my uh, my overprotective Mediterranean family were were not too keen on me doing this. Um, it did work out fine though, and uh, yeah, you know, you got to worry about things like you know being sex trafficked and all types of shit these days. We meeting strangers on the internet, but. Right. Right. I think you should take care of myself and uh, work that all right. I'm so still here, so. You were the one working the needle, right? Oh, no. There were no needles to be worked. No, no, no. No needles were involved in this process. No needles, no needles, were, no needles were used in the process of this weekend. Zero. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. That is fantastic to hear. We're going to get down to uh, the gravy of everything. Just what we do do. Enjoy on a regular basis is talk about the current events in sports. First things first, the golf championship that everyone loves to tune in and pay attention to with the Masters being postponed, obviously due to the pandemic, normally held around April and happened on a very weird weekend in November. And I got to tell you, with daylight savings happening two weeks ago, Seeing golfers earlier than expected was, you know, not too outrageous or anything, but, you know, it really made the process a lot quicker on a broadcast, um, rather it not being dragged out, especially with opening ceremonies. Uh, We want to congratulate Dustin Johnson for winning uh, his first green jacket and his second career major on the tour. Uh, it's his second major after winning the U S open in 2016. And it was more than impressive that he was leading or part of the leaders since day one on Thursday, all the way to his crowning moment and putting on the jacket right after Tiger Woods, the defending, ja- uh, defending champion, put it around him. It's a beautiful thing. You love to see it. Uh, I would agree with your earlier point with watching. Listen, I don't mind waking up early to watch golf. I was a lot of golf, though. So if people can't understand that, that's their problem. It was not only the first time they've had to play it, you know, this late in the year due to the pandemic, but also the first time that they started golfers on the first and 10th hole, which I loved. I think it definitely made the broadcast smoother, like you said. And it was great to see basically the first two days be action-packed with golfers, playing on both both the front and the back nine. And, I mean, got to give it up to Dustin Johnson. He set the course record at minus 20, beating the previous record held by the guy that put the green jacket on him on Sunday in Tiger Woods at minus 18. Jordan Spieth also held tied, had that record with Tiger at the time. But, I mean, Dustin Johnson just played four perfect rounds of golf on arguably the hardest course in the whole world. And you know, walked away a champion and absolutely deserved it. It was great to see, especially with a guy who hasn't won a major since 2016 and, you know, he's come in second so many times. He was dominant. But I do have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What happened to Bishambo, man? Please tell me. Yeah, I mean, it's the one strategy that ends up being the sweetness to your weakness as you and I love to throw around so many times, when you are living and dying by the long ball, 
and you just slam it down the fairway every single GDM uh, shot, you really don't focus on putting too many greens in regulation. And the fact that he broke that record winning the U.S. Open in New York, not too far from your front doorstep, by the way. Um, yeah, spitting distance from me. Yeah. They, they said that eventually that was going to come around and bite him in the ass when it was getting to a hot and heavy competition just like this one. And just like you said, Augusta is not an easy place, and you can't depend on that all the time. I mean, granted, you look at Bubba Watson's first Masters win, and that the time where he came up with the win, he didn't have too many greens regulation either. And he was hitting a lot from the rough. But you know what? He came closer on recovery shots from where he was in the rough. So that's a lot harder to do at Augusta. And if you don't know how to do it, then you're, you're not going to hold your lead like that. He yeah. did make the cut. He did, you know, finish on Sunday, but he was nowhere near close on, you know, finishing anywhere near top everybody else. Nope. And at the end of the day, you know, when Bubba won his first and his second Masters, he was a more experienced golfer, I think, than Bryson. And he'll be back. He'll be fine. You know, it's Augusta's gotten the better of many a golfer, and he'll get the better of many more. And like you said, though, it is troublesome when you are listening to the commentators talk about how his strategy with the long ball is dangerous. And it proved to be, like you said, as we've said many a time, his sweetness was indeed his weakness. That's right. But like I said, he'll be back. My other question, just like, you know, everything else that we have seen in sports this year is, you know, the bubble effect with everything and not knocking on Dustin Johnson, finally winning after finishing second in majors like this. But, you know, the amount of no names that you saw finish at the top. And what I mean by no names is that, like, I don't remember seeing these guys too many times as amateurs, let alone uh, as much on the tour with, you know, the average guys that win or finish in the top 10. You think the bubble effect with no people following at Augusta really put a lot more amateurs and first-time players at Augusta to finish as high without people and the energy there in the stands? Definitely a possibility, um, especially for the guys that aren't seasoned. I feel like ha not having that pressure on them to play in front of a galley would definitely raise them up. I mean, if you just look at the top 10 standings, you know, you have one former champion in Patrick Reed up there. And, you know, and you do a lot of, lot of big names up there. John Rahm, second ranked in the world. Roy McIlroy, Brooks Kepka, Cameron Smith tying for second. Justin Thomas in fourth. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know how you quantify that. I think in an outdoor sport like golf, which is even with a crowd is usually played, you know, at a minimum noise level. I don't know how much effect it has, but it definitely could have. Definitely a possibility. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we see more majors played like this if you don't see more of the same. It wouldn't surprise absolutely. me at all. No, absolutely. And, I mean – you know, it's crazy to even think of how the bubble effect even works. It's the same argument that people said with, you know, the current World Series and especially what happened, you know, with the NBA in Orlando. Um, right. And with a lot of people saying that in the NBA felt more like open gym with all the records that were being broken with no audience there or anything. Now, now again, like, we, like I just said, when you're playing an indoor stadium like in a hockey arena or a basketball arena the noise level is palpable for the majority of the time you know unless your team is not the best but even then there is still crowd noise i think the nba is a noticeable example of how that could definitely be a thing and to some extent i would even argue the world series could be as well but the nba i think is probably the best example of it having an effect and i mean i guess i guess if you watch basketball or know anything about basketball you would could see that there's a big difference. You can just see it from the shooting percentages. I know they just said 
Um, I know they just posted the schedule for the NBA where you're getting 10 less games this year. Yeah. They say anything about spectators or people being able to go see the games? Not that I've read, but I also haven't read into it that deeply. So I have to look at that and see what's going to happen. You know, I guess it really does depend on, you know, like I said earlier about New York shutting down, you know, depending on which other states are going to do a shutdown and how long they last, it's going to depend. You know, I think the NBA, luckily for them, has the bubble in their back pocket. You know, whether they move it from Orlando or it's somewhere else, they know that system works just based on how low their infection numbers were when it was going on. Uh, But I would hope they would have people in the stands, but I'm not sure it's going to be realistic until everything with this virus gets figured out. I know Jaime is excited because he wants the Toronto Raptors to find their home here in Tampa and be the Tampa Raptors this upcoming season with Canada still having stricter laws and rules regarding travel. So basketball coming to Tampa is actually going to be a pretty wild thing. Don't you say, Jaime? Yeah. Uh, going back to what Theo was saying, um, for what, what I read was um, it's a case-by-case um, basis on people coming to the stands. I know Golden State is thinking about the possibility of having people in the stands. The Lakers, flat out, no stands, no fans in the stands. Obviously, Clippers sharing the same home. Most likely, probably don't have no fans in there. But the Toronto Trappers, like I call them, coming <laughs> to Tampa would be really, really great. And, hey, if we get some stand, if we get some fans in the stands and Clippers home game, hey, I'm about it. <laughs> hey, and I'll, I'll be fans in the stands. I'll definitely and become a Raptors fan this season if they if they're here. You know damn well Masato Jerry is not going to let that team leave Canada. It is not going to happen. Absolutely not. We're no way. hyped. So we got to talk about the NBA draft happening in two days. Um, obviously, it's probably going to be virtual. Um, yeah. I don't even know what town it's going to be held in but i don't think it matters at this rate um with uh the expectation of this class that is a big question mark because it was not showcased to anyone with this again this crazy virus shutting down everything i mean it shut down the peak of competition right before march madness could even get underway we didn't even have the conference tournaments go down so you know we we see the big list board tv you got to tell me who is going to be the steal of the draft all right i'm going to attempt to say this young man's name and i apologize if i butcher it please don't sue me i'm very sorry from serbia 18 year old aleski kukosetsky i think that was pretty close i like to think i did a good job there he's actually the youngest player in the draft he's 18 I don't uh, want to be, we're getting a call from the Siberian government and they want to um, arrest you for butchering his name. Damn it. I knew it. I don't mess with the Serbians. Listen, I don't know what they, whatever their government's doing to the food in Serbia. I, I don't think it's anything malicious because you just keep getting these freakish basketball players. Um, he is the next one coming out. He is a seven foot power forward slash center, has a seven three wingspan and a 9-1 standing reach. The kid has ball skill. He can dribble. He can pass. He can shoot. He's not the most consistent scorer, and he is only 200 pounds and 7 feet tall, so you worry about his body. He's projected to go anywhere from 16 to 28. Um, I think the sweet spot for him is actually where ESPN has him at 18 going to the Mavericks. I think if you could put that guy on a team with players and Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. And I mean, this guy, Kristaps can literally take this kid under his wing and just show him, this is how, you know, your body needs to be. This is how you need to play. This is the skills you need to develop. And yeah, man, he's a, he could be the next unicorn literally. And, but we'll see. I, you know, it's, they don't really, like I said, he's looking to go between 16 to 28. So I don't know who's going to get him. I mean, the Blazers are at 16, That'd be a great team for them, and they actually could use a big man to go behind Nurkic. But I mean, if he goes falls to twenty eight, he could you know go to Oklahoma City. Hopefully, he doesn't go to the Knicks. But you know, that's just my personal opinion. 
So who you got? Who's your boy? Uh, my my steal, obviously, is Patrick Williams, who's um, you know right outside the top five. He's ranked number nine and whatnot. Yeah, your boy from FSU. Um, like the one thing that I put into consideration is that FSU was heating up at the right time when it came to this uh, current basketball season. Unfortunately, you know, with everything being shut down, I would have thought they were going to be the dark horse and win the ACC tournament. And they probably would have ran the board pretty damn well when it came to, you know, March Madness. Fortunately, it was cut short with that. A um, couple things. Yeah, like- I, I had a few cousins who went to FSU and they were big, big FSU football, pan- football fans saw them win national championships and even they were commenting on how it's a really weird transition how Florida State has been becoming known over the years as a basketball school and not a football school because for many many years including our childhoods in Florida FSU was a football school not a basketball school even though they play in the basketball conference as of today being the ACC but yeah I mean Patrick Williams I don't know if I call him a steal but he's definitely a great player. And, he, and you know what? He doesn't have like a solid draft position right now. And I definitely think if someone could pick him up, you know, between 15 and 18, that would be a steal for sure. Currently he's projected to go to the Pistons. And when you have a guard who's six foot eight, 225 pounds, 18 years old, he averaged 9.2 points per game. His three-point percentage was 32%. And his rebounds per game were four. I mean, you're looking at a guy who's probably going to contribute well. His wingspan is seven feet. And for a forward, that's, that's not bad, especially when you're in as a rookie. Yeah, we're going to need something like that. Yeah, for a six-day forward, seven feet is a huge wingspan. I mean, like I said, you know, these, when, you, when you're coming into the NBA, there's, you, you're going to have to be playing at a different level, obviously. And, you know, you got to see what happens. These guys have to develop their skills. The only thing I really don't like about Pukovetsky is his shooting percentages are not the best, but if he can get a consistent jumper, it can be a definite mismatch on offense and defense. So... The one thing that we do have to break down is each individual person on this pod to break down their go-to team and say what their projected pick is going to be. Um, I myself live in the misery of the Chicago Bulls not being good since the departure of what was Derrick Rose and since the Jordan era, I don't think. Bulls basketball will ever be that superior ever again. Um, we have TV who has lived and died as a Miami Heat fan. And before people come to scalp him, yes, he was a fan well before the decision. So well before. Well before. Well before. We're talking probably a good solid decade before. Probably, probably even further than that. I do remember watching them with the Alonzo Morning teams, but uh, when I started watching college basketball, this this incredible player by the name of Dwayne Wade was playing at Marquette, and when he got drafted to Miami, that basically cemented my fanship as a Miami Heat fan. Um, definitely, we've had some success. You know, last year was really, really tough. We lost to the best duo in the league, and you can't really be mad at that. But yeah. And uh, so what is this about Jaime being a Clippers fan? Oh, this yeah. is a good story. It is. is this the truth? This is the truth. So Don't lie to me, uh, Don't lie to me man. Don't no, lie to me. I'm, I'm diehard Clippers man. I go to the Orlando Magic games, buy club seats, Clippers are in town. I got to. But I became yeah, a fan. My man. Yeah, I became a fan of the Clippers, kind of like how you became a fan of Miami uh, when CP3 became uh, got first drafted there. Um, that was the year before uh, my friend, uh, obviously, Kobe's Kobe, but he was a huge Lakers fan. And I was like, you know what? Just to spite you, I'm going to be a Clippers fan. So I was like, yo, that's my team. And I Wikipedia, the history, everything. I was like, oh, shit, this is a tough ride. <laughs> so 
anything. Um, CP3 came along. Yep, I CP3 came along. We got the big three. I saw my, you know, I was I survived 2015 with Houston, the three-one lead that we blew, and it's been a roller coaster. But now I'm excited because I I still think that we have a good team. Last year, I don't know what happened. We dropped the ball, but I still think we haven't hit that ceiling yet. We still got I, st- I we have, to me on paper we have a really good team, at least number two behind the Lakers on the on the West. Hard to argue. Hard to argue. Rest in peace, your life, and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hey, basically from the right. order that we're going, it is um, who's going first in the draft. Um, the Bulls, who are fourth overall, right? I'm, I'm not mistaken on that, correct? Oh, you're correct. Okay. The Bulls are going fourth overall, and they're expected to get, and again, Apologies, but they're supposed to get Denny Evdeja or Evdija from Maccabi Tel Aviv. He's from Israel and he's a forward. I'm not too hyped about it, despite how everyone's selling that it's exactly what the Bulls need, but they do have somewhat of forward depth. But they're saying as far as youth goes, this kid is ready and locked and loaded to play. Now, I know we discussed even before the show on players that we want. If there's any player that I want to fall to the Bulls, it's obviously Anthony Edwards. But I feel like we're also too loaded at guards, and that is a major problem. So... Uh, Denny Avita, six foot nine, 19 years old. You know, he, he's not a big shooter, but everything that you have been preaching to me, TV, these days is that teams are looking for a staple for a big man who's a ball handler. And apparently he's got that with his athleticism for as young as he is. So, if he ends up becoming a bull, I'm just going to have to live with it. Um, my expectation of the bulls are far to none because I don't even see them even making the top eight, um, especially in a short season. So who do you think your Miami Heat is going to end up grabbing? Well, currently the Athletic has us taking Cole Anthony, a point guard from North Carolina, highly touted, and I think a player who – is honestly projected to go a lot lower than I thought he would. But uh, he can be a streaky shooter. But up until the season got shut down, he was playing really well in North Carolina. And, I mean, he plays with a ton of bravado and a ton of confidence, which is a staple of Miami Heat basketball. And, you know, definitely a player I would like to have on my team. I think fit-wise, it would not – be terrible because he could study under Gordon Dragic and really learn how to be a floor general and maybe not so much of a pull-up shooter, which I'm not offended with, but if he's going to play point guard, we're going to need, you know, another staple of Miami Heat basketball is ball, is ball passing, as you saw in the finals this year, and ball movement, rather. But Jalen Smith is another player that I would really like. He's a 6'10 power forward from Maryland. He... I think could be a great compliment piece of next, standing next to Bam on a bio. You know, Miami ran a lot of small ball this year, and I don't know if they exactly would want to do that. But either way, I'm pretty cool with where we're sitting right now. We have the 20th pick. So if we could get Jalen Smith or Cole Anthony, I'll be happy. And I think regardless of who we get, Miami has proven that they are a well-coached team. They're a good team. And, you know, my expectations are this year to be exactly where we were at the end of last year, back in the finals. And, and I wouldn't doubt it, except when you still have to worry about Kyrie and Kevin Durant and then the possibility of even James Harden coming there this year. Whoa, 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 whoa. One thing at a time. We got to talk about the Clippers draft pick first. <laughs> All right. Well, 
as you guys know, we've given up pretty much our whole Pokemon cards for for everything. We gave we gave everything away just to have it the team a, that we have now. They gave away the whole binder. We the whole everything. binder. Uh, Jerry everything. West. Jerry West said, "Hey, listen, I got holographic cards. I got I got everything you need." Like we won the team, and we got a team. Like I said, to, to this day, I'm paper. I still think that we have a you team. You know, Jerry dug those out of Donald Sterling's old trunk that he had locked up somewhere. He had it locked up in the bottom of the Staples Center mm. in the dungeon. <laughs> Say well, less. We, we, like I said, right now, I'm I'm excited. I trust the logo. I trust the front office. They've made moves that we've, as a Clippers fan, would never imagine that we could pull it off. But you know, the logo, he he does his magic. He pulls the players, and you know, right now we have the uh, I forgot his name, but the IMG Academy prospect. They play there. Um, he played with Scotty and then Martin Jr. Yes, he played with Scotty uh, Scotty Pippen's son. Um, his dad, obviously, being a famous basketball player as well, so he has basketball history, and he's 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 scoring some points uh, when he's playing those games. So I'm, I'm excited. If we get him, great. If not, then I have full trust in the front office. I feel like the two of you have nothing to worry about compared to where I am. Yeah, to be worse, I could be a Knicks fan. But hey, yeah, that's not big facts, right? <laughs> big facts. <laughs> So one thing that I was poking the bear about uh, is everything with rumors, which we saw a lot of things cooked down today even um, because people want to either trade up or, you know, trade pieces now to start working on the farm. Um, One of those as a headline, um, James Harden and Russell Westbrook do not want to play in Houston at all. It looks like Harden will be a lot easier to uh, let go because of how heavy loaded Westbrook's contract was and uh, was, is, mind you, because that's, that's going to be a tough sell for anybody to pick up. And the one front headline on ESPN plus is saying that James Harden is the best fit in Brooklyn. And I don't understand it at all, especially when it's turning into a comedy routine where Harden is being reunited with his big three teammates with first Westbrook in Houston and now Durant in Brooklyn. TV, make this make sense for me because I don't understand why this would, would exist for anybody. Well, the reason why it would exist is because the Brooklyn Nets could have three of the top, arguably 15, 10 players in the league, um, including two guys that have won an MVP, a former, uh, you know, two guys have won championships, obviously, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, who has averaged 30-plus for the last three seasons. I mean, you don't blame the Brooklyn Nets for going out to doing it, but I think they have to trade away a lot of players. I was seeing, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, even um, Allen all being talked about being traded if they wanted to make this move work just in as far as money aspect. Listen, I'm not saying I'm a basketball expert in any way, shape, or form, but I watch a lot of basketball, and – I don't really see how it could work when you have three guys that are all used to being, you know, number ones on a team. You know, Kyrie Irving is a ball dominant guard and so is James Harden. So I don't know how that would work from a play perspective. I'm sure it would work because of just how much talent they have. But when it comes against playing a team like the Lakers or the Clippers or the Miami Heat, if I do say so myself, a team that knows how to play well together, you know, it could be tough. But then again, like I said, you do have three of the top 15 players in the league on the same team. We've seen several teams win a championship with that. So I don't know. Are they going to do it? I I don't really know. To your point though, many reports have been out and made clear that flat out period, Russell Westbrook does not want to play in Houston. And if that's the case, Houston is most likely going to have to rebuild. And 
to apparently it looks like James Harden does not want to be part of that rebuild in Houston. So I don't know what they're going to do. But if they get all three of those guys into Brooklyn, even as a Miami Heat fan, I have to be objective about it and say, I don't see how you don't see it. That team goes to the finals. I just, there's just so much talent on it. It's crazy. Houston looking like they want to hit the reset button entirely is looking more likely. And if the whole mask of the media is to say James Harden wants to go to Brooklyn, it's probably saying James Harden wants to follow Mike D'Antoni, despite him being the assistant coach to Steve Nash, first-time coach of Brooklyn. Um, And no, I don't see it happening. And if it does, you know, you could probably just kiss the East goodbye if that happens, but you know, oh yeah, things have happened. You got okay. uh, any other trades? Yeah, no, you got to remember before we uh, move on from James Harden. Um, side note: he has a banner in a strip club, retired banner with his name and number because he spent so much money there. Like legit, I forgot the name of the strip club, but when you go in there, he has his jersey retired for how much money he spends on that strip club there. Imagine hey. him going to New York. Listen. Between Israel, Serbia, Joe Rogan, and now James Harden, we're all going to go to jail. You realize that, right? Like, there's a high probability we all get arrested after this podcast goes live, right? All right, I'm just making, I'm just making sure that point's clear, everybody. We can't get, go to jail because we can't have Jaime get deported, okay? The whole idea for this pod is wow. to really Jaime it's true. situated this and is make true. sure that Comes a there, is no way, there is no way this podcast is ever making any money because there is no way we can ever get an ad on it. Oh, God. So, no. links on the description. <laughs> GoFundMe in the description. Patreon is the phone. Patreon, Patreon in the phone. Uh, you can DM Matt for the OnlyFans. You know what's very funny about that? Jaime has a Got the okay from uh, the significant other to actually pass my waters on Oli fans. Got the green light. I got the green light because your Christmas present. Only fans male population on the server is very low. See, I think you're holding a little bit high of an expectation of how many people would actually want to see your naked ass on the internet. Just saying. <laughs> People have, you know, daddy issues and, you know, still fantasies. I fit in that category. I can make it work. I'm a smart talker. There's a market for everything. There's a market for for everything. Speaking of markets, do you see, to get back on track so we could actually hopefully get monetized someday, do you see anybody making a draft day deal to trade up, trade down, you know, I don't know, maybe give Oklahoma City some more draft picks because they have about 19,000 of them for the next five years. I, I, I don't know. Are they still selling after giving Chris Paul to the Suns? Listen. Ricky Rubio, I think. They gave up Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, and I'm forgetting one other player. I deeply apologize for that. And also got another draft pick. Don't also forget that Oklahoma City dealt Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers for Danny Green, and another first-round draft pick. Sam Presti needs to get the key to the city to Oklahoma City. He needs to get the keys to the mayor's house, to wherever he wants, he needs a key to. Because this guy has stockpiled draft picks like no other, and you are going to really see them, I think, in the next four or five years become a serious contender. And a perfect example of not needing a rebuild, just a retooling via the draft. Trust the process. Negative, but yeah. Negative. <laughs> Negative, but yeah. Me shooting Wild Wild West here. Either Clippers get Rondo or Westbrook. Mm. Wild Wild West. Wild yeah, Wild West. That is that. Listen, I don't understand. Why I don't hate that. Former players of Houston, and I'm looking at you, Patrick Beverly, would want to go back to Houston just to be considered 
the second day trash of Russell Westbrook. Not to mention if, if Paul George was quote unquote happy playing with Westbrook at OKC was fluffing everybody up saying that he was going to take his extension to OKC. And then he just ends up getting traded to live and die in LA right next to Kawhi. Then it's just like, okay, then I find it hard to believe that Brody, a LA native is going to go play opposite of LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, Anthony Davis. You put your player here that would definitely would be duking it out in LA. I see. Rondo's a free agent, and and um, CP3. Oh, I mean not CP3. Well, he will not play with Rondo at all. But PG. He would not play. Um, uh, he would not come to the Clippers because Kyle, uh, the Claw told him it's either him or bust. So we had to get. That's why he, he had to leave uh, Oklahoma City, and well, that's why we had to give up the binder. I, I just I, I find it very strange. We were playing. Who I, I don't know what post you sent me, TV, about uh, the hypotheticals. You know, it was. Yeah, to tell you the truth, the funniest one that I could see happen is Brody going to the Knicks because Westbrook going to the Knicks would be the most Knicks move ever because them giving up on the draft entirely was like, yeah, we're just going to go after this guy and expect results. It's the Knicks way. It doesn't matter. People are going to pay you know, to see him in the seats anyway. That's the- it, it is the next way. I will say, though, I said this to you when I sent that post. I do still believe the Rockets trading Russell Westbrook to the Clippers is still the best move. I think it's the best move for both teams. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. The other one I did like was the Pistons trading Blake Griffin to Houston. But I just, just money-wise, it would work. But, you know, I, listen – Russell Westbrook doesn't want to play in Houston. He doesn't want to play in Houston. Where he's going to go, you got me. But wherever he goes, I'm sure that most teams would probably like to have him just because he's a former MVP, average a triple-double for two consecutive seasons, which is still one of the most absurd things ever. Say what you will about Russell. But, and I get what you're saying with the Clippers situation and where they are right now. But, again, three – Top 20 players in the league on the same team usually has pretty good results. Just saying. They usually figure it out somehow. Yep. Sometimes. We have to go through one league. See how the NBA draft is going to shape up with the NBA season starting a little bit around Christmas time. Yep. So that's that's our middle ground for world sports right now. Because I'm not sure my friend here wants to talk about football. Not not about his love his beloved Atlanta Falcons, but I just I can't believe with as great as the record you have, you just let another fantasy matchup fall to me. I, I just I cannot see how you did that. You know, I had a really nice weekend, like I told you. In Philadelphia. <laughs> and to get swept by you this fantasy season did not ruin my weekend because I did have that good of a weekend. But that being said, it came damn close. And the only caveat to it is that I still have a better record than you, and I'm still going to the playoffs. So that being said, fuck you. <laughs> and I will see you next season, but I definitely won't be seeing you in the playoffs. So there's uh, that. I wouldn't assume that much. I, I I'm I'm hoping that more people will belly up for me, but no, I don't think they will. If if I don't own any playoff position, at least I get to own your ass for one more year. You swept me this year. Congratulations. I mean. Enjoy watching the playoffs from your house. Jaime, do you have any um, relatives in the New York area to um, go clean up TV's house, especially with brooms for me? 
Mm. Give, me, uh, give me 10 minutes, I'll find you someone. <laughs> man, how, long, how long did it take you to write that one? Jeez. <laughs> man, this guy is... They're not all knee slappers, man. <laughs> dude, knee slappers. My man is talking about dad bods and just comes out with the dad jokes on point. And you know, the thing is, is like, you know, I mean... Once again, this guy's sitting here with a 500 record fantasy team and he's talking smack. And you know what? He's right. He did beat me twice this year. He swept me. Good on you. <laughs> I feel like I've seen the playoffs. So it's erroneous, but you got, you won the battle. I will win the war. Don't worry. You, you said you were part of two leagues this year. I was a part of two leagues this year. That two is correct. What's, what's your record in the other one? My record in the other one? You have to give me one second. You can take your time. Like you. in, in, as far as tier, because I'm part of three leagues, as tiers go, like this one is middle tier, obviously for being 500 now. And um, my main league, I'm, I'm about to be nine and one. And I'm very happy about that one because the majority of the people that are in the baseball fantasy league uh, are in this football league. And to be the unified champion of basketball or baseball and football would be a dream, but I'm not going to count my chickens quite yet. And then um, I have, I have words for my commissioner for my office league, because not only did he thought it would be a bright idea to put 16 teams in this year's league, but everyone has the wholehearted belief that, he rigged the whole system by going first overall once again, back-to-back years, especially when he didn't win the league last year. So, and he claims that it was hit on random. So we all have our cheaters never prosper stories. You feel better now? No, not really. You have to send him a copy of this podcast, like on like a VHS tape. Or like a cassette, yeah, you know I, what I mean. I, so he like eventually he he'll just come like, around to it. I don't think he will. One way or another. So. so I am six and four in my other league as well. So I've got pretty much fantasy unity going on right now. Both my teams sitting at six and four, and I'm in uh, third place in our league, and I am also in third place in my other league. So not doing too bad. Not as good as I would have expected, but I'll take it. It's not bad. The, the other league, you're saying you're playing with a bunch of uh, morons who play video games all day, which goes into. Well, apparently you are too sitting at nine and one. What do you mean? Are you, are you must be playing with all of your, like your grandmother and her friends at the like community center or something. I don't know. Uh, the, the guys who hear the pod and hear that one are definitely going to have words for you. <laughs> definitely. Well, probably want to give you an invitation to that league for next year. You have my address. I mean, they wanted you to join the baseball one. Um, I'm not sure if that invitation is still there because uh, we're working things out. Um, but yeah, I'm good. Anything? <laughs> uh, baseball is a longer game. <laughs> I miss baseball, baseball is a longer game and it's a little bit just too much player rotation on a consistent daily basis. I just, for me, just setting my lineup once a week is just, is more than enough. So that's that. But I do appreciate the invitation though. And by the way, I stand by what I said, because if those dudes let you go nine and one. Well, is that so? Yeah. If that's so I want in that league. Is that so I want in that league? Yes. (laughs) Moving on, as we did say, what council we were going to play 2K21. I will never purchase another Madden game. I'll probably buy a FIFA game, but until EA Sports fix their whole bullshit. I'm happy with PlayStation. Don't know when I'm going to get a PS5 because they cater MLB the show straight only for Sony San Diego Studios. However, they have teased the idea that the show will now uh, cross-platform just because um, RBI Baseball has made a return and the competition is stirring. 
for baseball, not to mention with baseball losing money. But aside from that, and not sports or sports video games, in news of tech, the next generation of console wars have begun between PlayStation 5s and the Microsoft Series X TV. What counts are you getting this holiday or within the coming months? Well, I don't know. I'll be getting one in the coming months. Uh, definitely not for the holidays. I will say I've been a loyal Xbox fan for many years. I have an Xbox One that I've had for four years now, and I love it. And it's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not going to spend the money on a you know, launch day console, which I didn't. And I don't think I'm going to get one for the holidays unless someone gets one to me, which I'd be more than happy to take. Link in the description. Um, but to be honest, I did my research. I went back and I looked at everything. And man, I got to tell you, I'm a loyal Xbox customer, but I really think I'm going to be getting a PS5. Oh! Oh! Changing to the dark side. I love Changing it. to the dark side. Changing to the dark side, indeed. I've looked at it and, you know... They're the same price, and at the end of the day, I think what comes down to a real gaming experience is at the end of the day, when you're playing on a console, you're playing on a controller. And the yes. Xbox Series X, in the Xbox Series X, they do have a Elite controller that they are selling for an additional $180, by the way. That is a beautiful controller, full with paddles, changeable joysticks, everything. But in my opinion, the fact that the PS5 has a whole new controller that's coming in the box with it is, is worth it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you get into, you know, GPU and solid state drive storage and, you know, Ram frames per second, it's close. They're basically as close as they could be. The Xbox series X is a little bit more powerful of a machine, but I think I'm gonna take the PS5, man. I don't know. Again, if anybody wants to give me one, let me know. Hit, hit the Patreon or, you know, somehow somebody uh, advertise for us to get one. We'll, we'll even test it out for you. And if we don't like Go it, we'll, we'll damage it or donate it to Jaime to play. Um, Always use another one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing where I already have my quote-unquote beef, I say, is that with the Series X releasing their console a full week before, you know, Sony for PS5, is that there was already a growing number of problems for the Series X. I mean, I have never seen a system smoke the way the Series X system is, not to mention the uh, fragility of the system falling apart. I mean, I don't even have to get on the lack of game argument that's you know circling the internet. The delay of cyberpunk still not making it. And I mean, what, what else do you have? Just Halo? I mean, that was already ruined by Halo 4 and Halo 5. Can't even imagine what anybody else is playing, but of course another shooter between you know Fortnite or any recent Call of Duty game. Um, I do believe that when we start to look at other episodes at the end of the month, especially with holidays coming up, we might see more sales for PlayStation over Microsoft. Um, Just so we're clear, the whole smoking thing was internet trolls, all right? There was no proof that the Xbox Series X actually started smoking. People blowing their vaporizers into the Xbox Series X. This is the thing. They went for a very... Who does that? I don't know, man. Kids on the internet, bro. What do you want from me right now? I don't know. The thing is, is it's when it comes to design, I, don't, I think that is to me what matters at least is I don't really care how the system looks as long as it isn't like, I guess, horrific looking, which neither of the PS5 or the Series X is. It's kind of just two different opinions. Sony went the for a Series very... Series X looks like the paid escort for my Alexa that's coming for the evening. Like, it almost looks like it's about to blast Alexa on the casting couch for whatever AI hookup they're going to do. Like, it's just, it's a very unattractive piece of hardware. 
It looks simple. Listen, like I said, like I was saying, Sony went for a very pretty, robust looking device. Series X looks very simple. It's streamlined. Listen, to me, at the end of the day, as long as it fits in your furniture, right, both these things could be stood up. Both of them could be laid flat. I don't really think it makes that big of a difference how it looks. But like I said, I agree with you what you said about the game selection. I agree with you what you said about the just the content in general on the PS5. And for me, the deciding factor, I've watched a bunch of, you know, unboxing videos and comparison videos. I think PS5, PS5 controller has sold me. I really do. That's good. Oh. That's good. It's a good thing. So we are recording this during the evening hours. Um, and I know I can't wait, but um, I'm hungry as a mamma jamma. And the one thing I, I'm waiting to hear is how TV's experience about cuisine in Philadelphia was. Mm. I mean, like as much as I obsess over Food Network, Food Network, please give us a subscription because eventually we're going to have recipes. I'm somehow going to become a famous chef through this one way or another. Um, it's going to happen. um but you know i i worship the ground that guy fieri walks on and i love the show triple d so destination wise you got to give us um the spot you took the lovely nurse to over the weekend and you got to drop the best spot in philly that you had something to eat from all right first of all can we not Let's let's not put out we gotta put out occupations now and things like that. Why? Why? First of all, it's not a nurse, nursing student. Oh, I'm nursing sorry. student. It, 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 listen, listen. We're already like this. Ask ask Jaime. We're like knee deep in lawsuits already. All right, we can't be getting any more from you. Um, You're but the one this, out the resume more for her. Might as well just. Put her blood type and social security out there. Uh, I'm not. sure everybody on the internet's going to figure it out one way or another. Yeah, right. This poor girl. Um, <laughs> so this. Hey, if you don't call my boy again, it is my fault, and I'm sorry you hate me. Yeah, great. <laughs> and she wants to listen to this. Yeah, right. She's definitely going to listen to this. She's going to be our number one fan and only fan. So we're doing a redemption podcast. We'll see. <laughs> Yo, this whole podcast might just be a redemption arc. Just one long redemption arc. We'll see how long it takes. Just anyway, the name of the podcast. Anyway, the podcast. The redemption podcast. Beautiful. Anyway, this lovely nursing student took me to the cheesesteak spot in Philly. Now, the- there are... There are some people that will tell you that this place called, I believe it's Pat and Gino's, is the place to go to. I think it's probably the most famous place. We went to Jim Steaks, and Jim Steaks is the place. You walk in, there is memorabilia, signature from every celebrity, from everything to sports, entertainment, art, everything. You walk in, and it's really simple. You order a cheesesteak with whiz or without whiz, whiz being the famous cheesesteak sauce, cheese sauce, and then peppers and onions, yay or nay. And that's it. Uh, I got just just the, the traditional cheesesteak whiz, whiz, with whiz, and it was amazing. It was definitely the best cheesesteak I've ever had in my life. And I say if you're in Philly or you're dropping by or visiting family, go to Jim's. Get a cheesesteak. Thank me later. I'm jealous. Philly cheesesteak is one of my favorite sandwiches on the planet. The fact that I haven't set foot in Philadelphia to try one yet is also what hurts me in my soul. But someday, and I mean, it, it's even me a more disgusting of a savage to say that um, the only chain pizza that I am thrilled to get and i will eat in a whole sitting is domino's philly cheesesteak pizza because i love it and whatnot speaking of you have serious issues this is going to be the redemption podcast you realize that right just just that's the only chain pizza i get because i only like you know independent restaurant quality pizza 
from everywhere else. I, I hate chain pizza now. I, Listen, I can't stand it. Living in New York, I hear you. Yeah. Now that being said, funny thing, this lovely nursing student that I was seeing over the weekend is from New York also. Oh. I asked her, Goody. where do you go to get a slice of pie around here? And she goes, I've never haven't tried the pizza here yet. Now keep in mind, she does not live in Philly, actually. She lives a little bit away from that. So we went to the local pizza spot by her. And I gotta say, <laughs> I was a little disappointed. Now, with all due respect, I will go back to Philly and try pizza in the actual Philadelphia city limits because I'm curious to see if there's a difference. And I might have told her that I was going to be on a podcast and we we're going to be talking about food. So we decided to go get pizza from two different places. Went and got two small pies. One of the places, it wasn't bad. It wasn't New York pizza, but it wasn't bad. And not all places in New York serve great pizza, by the way, but Esterbro will tell you, I have brought him to the streets of New York and got him a slice of New York City pizza. It's different. It hits different. Put it, it down. Different. It really it, it's different. The other place we got pizza from tasted like Domino's Philly cheesesteak pizza. <laughs> so... At Matt's Alley. Right up Matt's Alley. Matt would have loved this place. Uh, Again, don't take take everything I say with a grain of salt because I am not a food expert either, just like I'm not a basketball expert or anything else. But I would still say it's pretty safe to say if you want to come to get great pizza – in my personal humble opinion, New York City is still the place to go. However, cheesesteaks, you got to go to the city of brotherly love. I do also recommend eating the cheesesteak on the steps of the art museum where the Rocky statue is. Just saying, great time. Beautiful time. I bet, I bet it was a beautiful time. Well, with all that in your pizza review, not to it's in Philly that does pizza and cheesesteaks possibly philly cheesesteak pizza too so that's been the show that's the pilot this is the show this is estabro that's tv and until next time ladies and gents